Well, welcome back to our New Life Men's Podcast. This is part two on our uh, our summer kickoff series entitled An Intentional Summer. And we're just talking about with summer here uh, or quickly approaching, how do we enter into the summer months with intentionality? And so last time I talked about what is God inviting us into this summer? What is He wanting to bring to us this summer? And today I want to continue that conversation by talking about what does God want to bring to your kids through you? In other words, uh, this summer, how can you be so intentional as a father to partner with God regarding what God is doing in the lives of each of your kids? And uh, I love that question to, to ask God, God, with each of my kids this summer, what are you wanting to bring to them through me, through my intentionality, through my engagement as a father? And so I've invited Michael Webb to be on the podcast. Michael has done such a great job as a father over the years of being intentional, being engaged uh, with his kids. He's also one of our fire team leaders, and he's led a unique fire team, a men's group here at New Life, where he has uh, led a group of men and taken their, their sons together uh, on adventure outings. And so he's got some great things lined up this summer. And so if you've got a teenager or a 10-year-old, or no matter really how old your son or daughter might be, if you want to experience some adventure with other men, other dads, and their kids together, I think you'll really enjoy Michael's fire team. And there's more information on his group at newlifechurch.org slash men. But here's a conversation I had recently with Michael Webb. Michael, welcome. Thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, thank you. There's so much I could say about you by way of introduction and just who you are as a man and the different hats you wear, so to speak. You're a husband, you're a father, you're a pilot, you fly for the Department of Homeland Security, so you have a really boring desk job. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You've been a fire team leader with us, helping us lead the men of our church. And um, so today I want to talk... Uh, about specifically about fathering and we're doing this series called uh, an intentional summer and uh, one of the one of the key components I believe for us as men to have an intentional summer is what we do with our kids and how intentional we are with our kids and when I observe your life Michael and watch you go about your life this is something that you have done really well you've really prioritized the idea of being an intentional father yeah I appreciate you saying very well um, sometimes as a dad, I don't always feel that, Hey, I'm doing, I, I, I've got this, I'm, I, I'm doing it right. You know, but I have been very intentional. Um, I feel like that's what God has created me to do, to be a dad, the husband, um, also to be out in the world, to live that and, and to do that, to be that light. But man, I, I do get, I'm very passionate about my kids and being intentional with how I walk with them um, and raise them and try to help propel them into who, they sh- who they're going to be in the future. So t- tell us about your family. Your wife's name is Terry. Terry, yes. You have um, three kids. I have three kids. So Terry and I have been married uh, over 28 years. I'm very blessed with that. And three kids, a 23-year-old Caleb, a 19-year-old Kaylee, and a 15-year-old Jackson. One of the things I notice is I watch you and your wife interact uh, and I thought this last time Last time I observed the two of you talking, is she looks at you with a twinkle in her eye. She has this, you look surprised when I say that. <laughs> but she had this, 
she has this sparkle when she looks at you and she talks to you. And then I noticed just yesterday I watched you and your son Jackson interact and he looks at you with just an admiration in his eye, a respect. And I thought, man, that's you know, 28 years of marriage and your wife still has that twinkle in her eye for you. You're, you're doing something right That's there. pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look back on your, your journey as a father, what have you tried to be really intentional with? I know that's kind of a 30,000 foot question, but just speak to that. How have you approached fatherhood and, and intentionality? Being a dad that loves their mom. And so to help at least that unity and the, the family, I'm not going to lie and say, hey, it's always been perfect because it hasn't. There's been tension and our children have noticed that. But I've always tried to keep it open because I want them to see that hey, life is tension. Yeah, it can be contentious and you work through those things. And so one of those things is I always wanted them to see that you work through yeah. your problems and you don't always just go and hide it. Um, but let them see because that's who they'll be. And then the other piece is, as I loved on my kids, there was times of instead of looking at the moment, who I wanted, what did I want to fix for the moment, their immediate need, I would look at who do I want them to be or help them to be in the future. Mm -hmm. So in some situations where there's a tendency to, I, I need to go fix this, I need to go take care of them, I need to go hold them, they just hurt themselves. Um, that I've been intentional sometimes and to say, wait a minute, let's let that play out because who I want them to be or help them to be in their future is somebody that is self-sufficient, that can do it on their own and work their problem sets, experience failures and, and, and feel that pain of it so that it helps them work harder and better mm -hmm. because in the end, I think ultimately, as adults, when we have done things on our own and we've worked through things, the satisfaction of who we, who we are is so much more real. Mm -hmm. So you take the long range view, not just the moment, what's happening in the moment, but you try to zoom out and take a bigger perspective on yes, it. Yes, yes. What would you say, so uh, your, your oldest is 23. Yes. And then uh, your second is... Uh, Kaylee, 19. 19, and then you've got a 15-year-old. What would you say you've done really well? What have you gotten right so far as a dad? Being willing to just go do adventure with them and and not always worrying about, hey, I need to sit down and have a conversation because I need to teach them something. But go out and do life wherever it is and discover from the smallest bug to a sunset to a tree to mm. whatever it may be or to a movie or a game um, and go do that together. Mm -hmm. And through that, as we're doing it, conversation happens. And as I look back, I can see that. And, and I see that it wasn't just me always talking to them. It was me, us just living life and having conversation, mm -hmm. listening, hearing where they're at and, and being able to discover that, wow, this is a phase in their life where they're at now. Mm -hmm. And then being able to be intentional and walking in that. Yeah. But what about, uh, so if Caleb, your 23-year-old, was five again, Yeah. what would he change? As you reflect upon just your role as a father and the experience so far, what would you adjust if you had another crack? Wow, well, my firstborn, I'd probably do a I'd probably be a little less harsh on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he was an incredible kid, just, but he was a boy. Mm-hmm. 
And there was things that, again, looking long-term, there were short-term things I was, I, instead of seeing that long-term vision or focus, I was a little bit more myopic, a little bit more um, shorter focused. And, and so there was things I would get on him a little bit harsher mm -hmm. and realized I didn't need to. Mm -hmm. I could have been a little bit more lax with mm -hmm. him. Fortunately, he doesn't remember most of those things because through God's grace, there were so many other things that I, that I think I did well um, that some of those painful things aren't as aren't as alive in his life mm -hmm. as much as all the other things we did. One of the things I, I know about you, Michael, is you're a man of humility and you're you're willing to be honest with yourself as as and I think that's really powerful for any dad, for me to do that, to say, what am I getting right and what am I not getting oh, right man. as a dad? Yeah. My kids are ten, eight and and almost six, but I'm I'm trying to answer those questions for myself. What do I need to change? What do I need to adjust? As a father, I love that you have the humility to be honest as you reflect upon that. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk to you about this process that you walked Jackson through. Jackson is, is your 15-year-old son, and you were really intentional about ushering him through a process, initiating him, so to speak, into yes. manhood, into masculinity. So, so speak to that process. What was that like? So it, it was probably a little bit easier with Jackson because... Two things. I'd already had two children, two kids that I'd navigated that with. Um, and also, Jackson had them to look at as well. So the experiences I had with Caleb and Kaylee, uh, I was able to use. And then for Jackson, he was able to see that in them and step into it. And so I was actually probably able to use or step into some things at an earlier age with him because the context was already developed around him. And so some of those intentional things, again, looking at the long term and who I discovered or in discovering that Jackson is or his bent. I always like that verse where it says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they'll never depart. And somebody, uh, a speaker said one time that that way they should go is kind of according to their bent. And as parents, I believe we need to discover what that bent is. Are they an artist? Are they an adventurer? Are they a caretaker? Whatever that may be. And so I was able to look at that with, with Jackson. And through that, I realized his future there, it's, and especially as a man in this day and age of who he will be, I think he'll be impactful. And for that, I recognized he's going to be going places. And so intentional in opening up doors and then letting him walk through some of those, I made it sure it was safe and then let him go do it. Mm -hmm. So in Florida, he would get on a paddleboard and go out when he was eight years old by himself out where the alligators and the manatees and the critters were, and then he'd come back um, an hour later and or longer. And then at, when we were in Washington, D.C., as we lived in northern Virginia, um, putting him on a train and letting him go into D.C. and spending the day in D.C. by himself um, to do some of that discovery and also to to be able to do that on his own, to get that confidence in that. Um, so those were a couple things. The other thing is, um, as I mentioned, the book that I read from um, Otterboro, that uh, Every Man's Battle, and in it, it talked about doing book, and where you get two books, you give one to your child, 
you keep one, you do these books together, you try to maintain the same pace through the book, and you, as you're doing it together, you stop, you reflect, and you open the conversation up for your, your kiddo at the time um, to, dis, to discuss what you just read. And so preparing for adolescence um, was one of them by James Dobson, huge, huge book um, for us to, to do that with. And then a couple of other ones that we've done together, again, trying to, as walking beside them, walking with them, being intentional and discovering things for them and also revealing things with them um, to the getting it ready for this manhood ceremony that, that I just did in January. And so what was the manhood ceremony? You took, you took Jackson through this process. So his books, the intentional books that you selected that you guys were going to read through together. There was an adventurous component. You guys were doing things. Yes. Now, were there specific challenges, things that you would, uh, situations that you would create that you knew would really challenge him physically? Yes and no. Uh, some of the things of going out and doing hikes, that would, the, the actual physical piece of it, pushing him beyond what he thought he was able to do, um, allowing other things. And my wife was great partnering with me on some of these things that some of the activities that it would push him beyond um, his what he thought he was capable of mm -hmm. and yeah so being intentional with that and then the other piece of like the one book uh, by Craig, Craig Rochelle of Cazone it's about vision by the end of this book you develop a mission statement but what I like to do with it and I've done it now a couple times with my kids in groups and their peers is we go away for a weekend and we find a way that I, I, or I make it more of like a retreat. So we start off being intentional about, um, cause cause zone means vision and also a statement in that says everybody ends up somewhere, but not everybody doesn't end up somewhere on purpose. And so we would start off at a cemetery looking at the epitaphs. Where do these people end up? Where do we want to end up at the end of our life? And then we go through these of uh, their spiritual gifts, discovering what those are, unpacking that. What are they good at? What are their past experiences? And then you bring those things together and allowing them or enabling them to actually write a mission statement by the end of that. And we do team building um, exercises in between, whether it's tug of war or building a project or discovering something else. Um, and then at the end of that, you finish up with their mission statement. And so Jackson, all three of my kids have gone through that. And Jackson uh, went through that as well um, about a year and a half ago, two years ago. And that getting him ready for this manhood ceremony event. Mm. And so what did the manhood ceremony include? How did you how did you go about that? I do want to caveat one thing with that is that. The manhood ceremony for me is not so much that I made sure he was prepared and everything. And now it's the big culmination of, hey, we're going to have this event and recognize because he's made all these accomplishments. Um, part of it for me is whether I whether I've done all these other things intentional or not, he's growing. He's hitting these stages of life. Mm -hmm. And we are created to go from a, a baby to adolescence to manhood to womanhood to adulthood and those type of things and so for me part of that is really to recognize that yeah, phase yeah. in his life and i'm not done 
So there's things, there's more books, there's more things that we are going to do because he's 15. He's still in my care. And even though I've recognized him as a man, all I said is that, hey, as a man, this is now what I expect of you. Mm -hmm. Not that you get to do whatever you want in my house. Here's the new expectations. These other dads that were with me, these other kids that were there as peers, seeing that, that, hey, it's time for you to step into this because you're there. Mm -hmm. And so to get back, what did I do with that is I got a group of dads, um, brought them together in my home. We had a meal. I think most ceremonies should always have a great meal. So we did prime rib and cooked it on the smoker. Turned out really well. <laughs> and uh, You had to add that in, right? Yeah, it turned I did. It was delicious. Yeah, yeah it was delicious. <laughs> but uh, so... I, I was able to bring in a, a senior executive um, from where I work. Um, he was gracious enough to also come in because, um, again, I recognized that for my son with Jackson, that leadership quality in him um, where he will be leading. And so there was a leader um, that that came in from my, my job. Also, some other dads and their sons to be to participate in that. And. The whole event really from the meal is setting a tone of to somewhat be relaxed, but also of companionship and and just bringing these everybody together with the right atmosphere. And then after we finished the meal, each man then spoke about something in their lives, a success, a failure, a word of caution. And if they knew Jackson, because not all of them did what did they see or recognize in Jackson that they could speak truth into, speak future into? And so each one did that, and they went around with that. And then I finished it up with what I know about Jackson and then welcoming him in to this manhood piece. And again, uh, the caveat I used for him was, and I, with Caleb as well, and with Kaylee uh, for the womanhood piece that I did with her, was you are moving into an adult. And what this really is saying is that you're not independent of me. You're still dependent on the finances, the house, the other education, these type of things, but you are independent minded. And the beauty of that is as independent, we can get more things done if we are independent than a dependent always asking, what do you want me to do now? Mm -hmm. Yeah challenging him to recognize that don't wait till we ask for something. Don't wait for us to give you direction. You are a man now. You need to have that in itself initiative to recognize and go do it on your own. Mm -hmm. And so that becomes that interdependency piece where when you get independent people together on a team working a project, one plus one no longer equals two, but it can e equal 27. It's just exponentially different. And so I, I open that for him in that conversation to say, this is where I expect you to roll to. And then at the end of that, and I did it with all of them, is that basically just saying, I believe in you. I think you have what it takes. And I'm proud of you. Wow. Yeah. And those words from a father, they go deep. I think they so. They go yes. deep in a boy's soul. Yes, they do. And then I presented them. Um, for Jackson, because he's very philosophical, 
But I also believe that as a man in this society, it's time for us to step up and, and be the warrior, but not just be the warrior that goes out there and just tears things apart, destroys things, but the warrior that protects, the warrior that steps up mm. when it's time to step mm. up, to stand in the gap, to be that individual. And so I gave him a pin for those things that he's going to do, because not everything's going to be won through a battle, a physical battle. There's going to be a lot of things you're going to have to use wisdom and wit um, and your words. And then I also presented him with a sword and I had engraved on it, engraved a verse and a saying. And I presented that to him again, that recognition, recognition of, hey, you're a man now. I believe in you. I, I trust you. You're going to have these two roles to play in your life. Um, that warrior piece, and then the wit and wisdom. That's a picture of intentionality. And, and I know just from knowing you, you would you say you didn't do it perfectly, mm. but no. you were intentional with it. And speak to, I, I know a lot of guys hear this and it stirs something in you and it causes them to want to offer that to their son or daughter. But at the same time, uh, there's a reluctancy there. Maybe they didn't get that from their dad and so they feel inadequate or how do I do this and and do I really have what it takes to to offer anything to my son? And so did you did you have to kind of navigate any insecurities in you throughout this process? Oh yeah. Yeah. That that whole piece of, hey, who am I? Am I good enough? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and if that was one thing my dad never said to me. Um hey, I believe in you. You're good enough. And so Self-doubt, struggling, I had my struggles with that. And, and some things I did that turned out really well, and some things I did didn't. Mm -hmm. And recognizing some of those and trying to avoid those and move on. And then also with my kids, when I've messed up, I've actually had open conversation with them um, and say, man, I, I screwed up on that. Mm -hmm. I was probably a little bit harsh, or maybe I was a little bit too lenient, whatever it may have been again, having that open dialogue with them. And then the other piece was the, the challenge of navigating with my wife. So how do we come together? Because there was things that as a man, I, I tended, most men do things different than their wives do, <laughs> right? And the thing about most wives is they don't stay quiet about it, right? They let you know. And so there was things that I did that she questioned. And there was some things, that I, I, again, looking at the future of, of who I wanted to help them be, I had to focus on that and then bring my wife into that. And, and then also the beauty of that, though, because looking back, my wife has, it, we wouldn't have the kids we have without my wife. Mm -hmm. She's been incredible. Mm -hmm. And that she, in, in some sense, tempered some of those things that I might've been a little bit too hard on mm -hmm. when they fall down and crack their head and go, get up, shake that mm -hmm. off. Um, she's like, wait a minute. Okay. We get that. We want them to be tough, but Hey, let's make sure they're actually not really seriously hurt mm -hmm. and then move on. So, and not just in a physical piece, but also in um, the conversations we had, she was very intentional about, I, I never called my kids. Hey, quit being a brat. Because she says, don't you speak that to my kids. You speak life to them. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm toughing them up. You know, I want them to be tough. And, and uh, she wouldn't have any of that. And then I realized along that journey that 
you know what? There's plenty of people outside the house that are going to do that. I don't have to be that person. Wow. They're going to get tough out there. This is a sanctuary where they get to come to. And so I just, through that, I just, I don't do that with my kids. Yeah. So she's been great with that. So yeah, navigating through those two things of really, am I good enough? And then how to do that where my wife and I stay partnered up together. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's really powerful. And you're, you're willing to, even though you didn't have this from your dad growing up, this intentional initiation into manhood, you are willing to step into it with your sons. And uh, I like this quote. I want to read this quote from Chris Bruno. He wrote a book called The Man Maker Project that really talks a lot about the importance of initiating sons and daughters into manhood and into womanhood. And uh, this is his quote. He said, By God's great design, the call to intentionally father not only results in the monumental effect it will have on my son, but it also involves God's healing of my own heart. Fathering my son also heals me. And I love that quote because I think it's so true about the nature of God as Father. That as we are willing to step into some areas of fathering that, that might feel intimidating, it might feel way out of our comfort zone, there's risk to it, that we're also discovering that God at the same time is fathering us. Yes. He's bringing wholeness and healing to those parts of our own hearts that we that we need. That's huge. Uh, just huge. It helped me appreciate my dad mm -hmm. so there was times in my life where i said I, I i thought my dad was horrible right and now as i've raised my kids um and still raising them and then seeing what you just spoke about with god actually being my heavenly father i can look at my dad now and that healing in my heart is huge because i can look at my dad and go wait a minute my dad was a good dad my dad was there, maybe not in the way that when I look at it, that he's not an emotional guy. He's not about a lot of feelings. He's not going to do those things. His was go get that done and I better get it done or, or he'd motivate me in a different way. <laughs> right. But looking back, he was always there and that healing, man, that when you read that, the healing of your heart is huge, especially mm -hmm. when we are intentional stepping into being the dad for our kids, mm -hmm. our hearts will be healed along the way. Yeah. Well, what would you say, Michael, to the man who's listening and saying they're feeling encouraged, they're feeling inspired, but but maybe wrestling with a little bit of fear? Do you have any final words to that man? You bet. Don't don't worry about being perfect. Don't worry about getting it right every time. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, every one of you will have the the your kids throughout up to their 18, uh, 19 years old. Um, and, and then of course I ended up into adulthood, but you get a good 15 to 18 years of spending time with your kids. Don't worry about not getting it right. Every time lean into it, step into it and just be a part of their life. Mm -hmm. Cause when you walk with them every day and you walk beside them and I say every day, you may have trips, you may be away, but you're intentional about coming back and being engaged in who they are and what they do is that as you do that, you'll discover that there's discovery in life to be discovered all along the entire journey. And most likely your kids won't even remember all the bad, 
fact, they probably won't. They'll, they'll remember more the fact that my dad was there. My dad was with me. He was there with me the time um, I broke my leg. He was there the time I failed my test. I, my car broke down. Whatever it is that he was there, he recognized, my dad recognized when I stepped into being a man, when I stepped into being a woman. And those things, it's just huge. It's awesome. Yeah. Well said. Don't worry about being perfect, but lean in. Lean in. Well, thanks to Michael Webb for sharing his experience and wisdom on the podcast today. Again, if you want more information about the group he leads, it's a group uh, where he takes dads and their kids on adventure outings. You can find that information at newlifechurch.org slash men and click on fire teams. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already done so, I want to encourage you to subscribe on iTunes. We've got some great episodes coming up over the course of the summer. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode on the New Life Men's Podcast.